Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two bad boys of rock and metal. B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Bringing you the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing and discussing music from the featured bands with special guests, interviews, contests and more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Two, seven, six. Welcome to the Hid Bangers Vault. This is the B1 Bomb. And I am not the Smuts. The Smuts, he is away this week. So we have a new guest on the show, and that would be the young gun, Zach Attack. Yeah. What's up there, Zach? Oh, not too much. We're going to go into the last wave of the hair metal bands. What do you think about that there, Zach Attack? I think it sounds just as good as this beer I'm having. One thing I will say about that era is it's very unique because it was about 89, 90, 91, and 92. Four years. There was a lot of good music that came out in that time. And that was the time that we were really starting to get into CDs. So we were getting into more quality, more better mixing. We were getting away from the reverb. You were starting to hear the drums and the bass, which I know... You love the drums, and I'm a bass player. Yeah. It had more ass to it. Yes. And it did. And it's just a shame that it didn't continue on. It seems like we were really starting to hit a whole new level. Yeah. The grunge came, and it just wiped them all out. Yeah. That sucked. But there were some really good ones, and I'm going to bring a few out tonight, and we're going to let the young gun start first. What do you got there? All right. Well... Sitting in for the smuts, I'm actually going to go with a band that he first told me about. Back in 2019, I was a poultry some furniture, and he come over to me, and we started talking music because it was my I just came back to uh, Smith Brothers. And uh, he said, man, you ever heard of this band called Sleaze Bees? I'm like, no, I've never heard of them. That sounds, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've heard the acronym or something like that. And uh, he said, yeah. He's like, you need to check them out. I knew him from back in the day on MTV and everything else. And um, we've heard all about the Steez Bees. They are. They're fantastic. Let's hear one of your favorites. All right. You want my personal favorite or one that I'm going to start with? Going a little slow right off the bat. It comes off of uh, one of their, um, I think it's either their second or their third album. It's called The Long Goodbye. It is a, I I think, a five and a half minute song. It starts out really... Um, mellow. You can really feel the emotion. It's tugging at your heartstrings. I think their third one was called Insanity Beach. It went off a little bit more of a grungy feel. Unforgettable night. And I do know that the Schmutz has it played is. this song. It is Insanity Beach. Yep. Their last studio album. Yeah, just to go on a little bit about these guys, their debut album, Screwed, Blued, and Tattooed, I believe it came out in 90, and believe it or not, B1, it peaked at 115 on the top 200 albums. That's not bad. No, no. Yeah, those guys, even back then, as teenagers, we all loved that album, and we all bought it, and we thought it was so amazing. It is an amazing album. Um, I mean, every song on there is solid. 
you've got mostly hard because you know that's how these most bands come out they come out yeah. with hard stuff at first and then moves from there but so you got a rocker that you like from these guys I do have a rocker that I do like from these guys let's see we will go with the it's off the first album we'll go with girls girls nasty nasty yep. Must probably have some stories to go along with this one. Yes, he does. <laughs> Keep it PG, Smuts. Yeah, please. <laughs> hey, B1, cheers. Gotta reach, gotta reach, gotta reach. <laughs> well, Smuts, cheers to you, buddy. And Wherever everybody else at. out there. <laughs> Nikki Lane, I haven't met you, man, but I've heard about you. Thanks for starting the podcast. Shout yeah. out to you, buddy. It was his idea yep. way back in the day. Yep. And brung me along. Yep. And you got young people like me. I mean, yeah, I'm 35, but... He you know, knows the right kind of music to listen to. I fell in love with it. Yeah, I thought this was their strongest album. Mm-hmm. Power Tool was okay. But this is their best. It's got all the good songs. None of them are really hits, but they're still good. Well, I would take that back. Stranger Than Paradise. Yeah, that was a minor uh, hit there. Why don't you play that one, young gun? That's one that was on the radio. Well, actually, it was on MTV as well. A little bit more about this. Stranger Than Paradise was a big hit on MTV. Um, To continue on, give them some more accolades, they began opening for Skid Row. In 1989. Wow. Then they headlined 90 shows on their own in U.S. and Canada. Well, that's cool. Um, drummer called it quits in 96 because of a long-term wrist injury. And then they reformed in 2010. Yeah, and, I do remember that. And then they had played with Aerosmith and STP oh, over oh. in Sweden. That's so these guys have been rubbing some elbows with yeah. some heavy hitters. Let's hope they get back together again. They actually are still kind of here and there. They'll do like appearances every once in a while. And you know what? Zach Attack. I have to rephrase this. This was not their first album. They had one before this with a different lead singer. Oh, kind of like Pantera. did. It's not very well known. It was kind of shoddy with the production mm-hmm. but if you guys like sleaze bees check it out yeah definitely i can hear spots now oh i'm sure he'd been wound up if he was here all right zach attack i've got a band I've kind of briefly touched on these guys before in the Headbangers Vault universe. This is a band formed by John Sykes after he mm. left White Stake or he got yes. fired, one or the other. And that would be <laughs> Blue Murder. Oh, I love Blue Murder. And this song is Black Hearted Woman. Now these guys formed in 87 and their original lineup was Tony Franklin and drummer Carmen Apice. Hmm. Which is really cool. They did kind of crack the charts with this album a little bit, but these guys just 
for whatever reason just didn't break big and they were very talented too and guess what young gun you know who their producer was for this album huh bob rock yeah i was just reading about bob rock yeah. here he uh yeah and it does have a really slick sound to this for those of you that don't know bob rock is a um fairly decently known um Yes, uh, producer. He uh, oh, he did a little album called the Black Album in the early nineties. Yes, the rest he is did. History. And Motley Crue's self-titled too. Oh, I love that album. Psych actually showed me that album. Yeah, that's that's not a bad one. John Karabi. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, let's go to their second album, Nothing But Trouble. This is We All Fall Down. I actually think Bring I like the Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's gonna be good when it starts off with the tornado yeah sound. yeah this album didn't do very good because it did come out during the grunge era so it kind of just got pushed aside which was sad because this album is strong it is real strong yeah so they did get drummer marco mendoza and Tommy Osteen to the band. And they also recruited Baton Rouge vocalist, guitarist Kelly Keeling. Yeah. And he did sing in one track on this album, too. Kelly Keeling did? Yep. Nice. They had a live album called Screaming Blue Murder, dedicated to Phil Lynette, because John was also in... Who is it? John? John Sykes was also in the band. What was he in? Give me a hint. Just a slight hint. I don't need the answer. They were Thin. Thin Lizzy? Yeah, you got it. I love Thin Lizzy. (laughs) Yes, give him an applause. Okay. 16 ounces to freedom. All right, Young Gun, what's your next biggin? This next one comes from the ex-frontman of Accept. His name is David Reese. Yeah, very and good. Yeah, he's very well accomplished. He's been in Bad Moon Rising. He's been in this band. And he's been a um, gun for hire, making appearances, filling in. He's very talented, very accomplished vocalist. My next choice is Bangalore Choir. They formed in 91 by former Accept frontman Reese and guitarist Kurt Mitchell and John Kirk. The debut album, On Target, featured songs written by John Bon Jovi and Aldo Nova. I did not know that. Wow, I did not either. There are tons of big names in this band. They include bassist Ian Mayo of Hurricane Alice, drummer Jackie Ramos of Bad Boys. Mayo and Ramos later joined Doug Aldrich, guitarist for Dio and Whitesnake, and vocalist Cal Swan of Lion and Titan, to form the band Bad Moon Rising. I tried looking for them, and I could not I find... I haven't heard them guys before. I haven't either. I tried looking them up on YouTube. I looked them up on Apple Music. I couldn't find them. They actually say that album, Bad Moon Rising, is a hidden gem. If you can find it, it's worth some money. Okay. You're on the right collectors. Need to look for that there, folks. I'm going to play probably their biggest song, Angel in Black, off their uh, album On Target. Right off the gate, they're right into it. They're not pulling That's what I love about these bands is they just, boom, you hit the lead guitar right away. It sucks you in. Boom. I want to hear this song. What do they have to offer? 
I like this. Yes, it's very good. Got the cowbell going. Can't go wrong with a cowbell. <laughs> He's air drumming, folks. He's getting it. <laughs> I'm going to have to go explore these guys a little more. This is pretty good. Never oh, really yeah. got into these guys. I never really checked them out. but Yeah, these guys are fantastic. I mean, they've got, like I said, they've got so many big names, and they just came out at the wrong time. Yeah. Every song of this album is solid. Indeed. Every song in this need to check these guys solid. out. Let's hear another one. Yeah. Young um, all right. Well. Um, being that I'm young gun, if the good die young, we'll live forever. I'm impressed. Yeah. You know we took the long I had to put a ballad in there for you, Smutsy. We better send this to him because he'll be in love with this ballad. <laughs> I'll just make sure to leave my name off of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Smuts, we, lo- we love you, buddy. Wherever you're at. You're, you're, you're here with us in spirit, yeah. buddy. Sometimes he is absent from the podcast. We don't know where he's always at, but... He always comes back. I say that's what Snapchat's for, right? <laughs> we can locate him on the map. <laughs> yeah, these guys are super talented. Like I said, there's so many different big hits in here. Um, they had reformed in 2010 with the original Reese, Mitchell, and Greenberg being three original members. And they, in 2010, they released the album Cadence, and 2012 released the album Metaphor, which I'm finding in doing my research, a lot of these bands came back in like yeah, 2010, 2015, yes. 2020. They just have that itch that they need to scratch, so they have to come back and do some more. Well, with us being um, you know, former musicians as well, we know exactly what that itch feels like. Yes, we do. It's a real thing they call, um, what is it? I felt it many times. It's an actual thing. It's, oh, they call it a musician's high when you're up on stage with the adrenaline. It's an yeah, actual it scientific is. thing. Yeah. I've experienced that before. It's awesome. My next band, this band was responsible for the Moscow Music Peace Festival, and this is Gorky Park. Oh, yeah. And everybody should know this song right here. As soon as you mention them. One of their big hit staple songs. Little history on these guys. They were formed in 87 by music composer and producer Stas Namin at his producing center. And they are the only Soviet Russian band to have success on the MTV Billboard charts. Which is a little B1 fun fact right there. <laughs> And after the Moscow Music Peace Festival, their first album was released, which entered the Billboard 200 charts. So that, that was wow. kind of cool. Absolutely. Anytime you crack that, that's a big deal. Yeah. 
I'm gonna play a number off their second album. Their second album was only available as an import at the time, so it was really hard to get. It took me a while to get this. And you have this. Yes, I do have this. That's awesome. It didn't come cheap either, I will tell you guys that. And this song is actually pretty cool too. This is Welcome to the Corky Park. These guys came out with more albums in the 90s, but they are more grungy sounding. They were really different. Yeah. A lot of bands did that about 93, 94, and they went to make an album, they yeah. tried to do the grunge. Their, their first two albums were really good, and then it was hit or miss for a while. It had been cool if these guys could have mm-hmm. toured America to support some of the American metal bands. But it's probably with the visas and all that craziness, they probably mm-hmm. couldn't come over here and tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had a big buzz for a while in the early 90s. Probably difficult being in Russia during that time. Oh, yeah. Dangerous, too. Yeah. It's very slick. Yeah. Yeah, it's smooth. I would almost say that the second album is maybe just a little tiny bit better than the first. I really think that. I know a lot of people have never heard their second album, Mm -hmm. but it is really good. So. (laughs) I love it. my favorite track on this album i love it oh it's a great track i i notice how in like a lot of foreign bands they have like what i would call the world sound yeah you have like people shouting and everybody together like the whole band i love that element in that song it really makes it pop oh yeah i guess in 2022 gorky park was revived and they had their first concert performance with a new lineup at the russian rock festival that's very interesting Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Check them out, people. Gorky Park, they've got, I think, about four albums. Most of them are pretty good. Let the celebration begin with Case and Court. Lisa and her staff provide a wide selection of beer, wine, and spirits at competitive prices. They have everything you need for your next party, get together with friends, or that special occasion. Open Monday through Sunday, so stop by Case and Court. 835 North Main Street, Geneva, Indiana. What do you got next, Young Gun? All right. I got one that we were talking about earlier um, that you said was really good. I just had found them, and I've been um, listening to their first album, the psychedelic funk um, carpet ride thing. Um, the Electric Boys. Yeah, I love you know, these guys. man. They are awesome. These guys had formed in Sweden in 1987. They're, they're really unique. They're known for playing a funky hard rock with roots in the 70s groove rock and 60s pop and psychedelica. You can really hear it. Their lead singer is super talented. He's the guitar player, he's the vocalist, he's also the satire player as well. They actually have a satire player. That's awesome. Yeah, these guys are extremely unique. This is their biggest hit. It's called All Lips and Hips. It actually was in 1987, released as a single. It was massive on MTV, and it also was on the soundtrack for the movie The Feds. 
So here it is. Get a little bit of the satire yeah. in there. We have played this song many times over our history of the Headbangers Vault. I would love to explore these guys more. They did a cover of Black Betty on one of their albums. It was really cool. Yeah. Their singer, Connie Bloom, he had his yes. own band for a while. Kind of his own solo project. I've never heard anything from him. I have to check it out. But these guys still crank out the albums, and they're really all good, they do. too. And here it cranks. Yeah. Phone call. No, that's it. That's Google. <laughs> that's an email. <laughs> but um, I love the guitar. It's just so punchy. It's crisp. Yeah. It's like grabbing a McDonald's Sprite on a hot day. It's cool. Yeah. It's crisp. It's boom. It's right there. It's it's powerful, but not too much. And I love the name of this album, Funko Metal Carpet Ride. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that these so guys, cool. yeah, their their names is just as unique yeah. as their sound. And I will credit the Schmutz for finding this band because he was the one that discovered these guys. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. <laughs> we miss you, dude. Wherever you're at, Schmutz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, just a little bit of history about me and the Schmutz will kinda let this jam so you guys can listen, but um, I remember somebody told me, um, the guy I used to work with, he's like, yeah, there's this guy training me. Um, you know, he, he's weird. He listened, he doesn't listen to music. He listens to uh, um, podcasts about um, aliens and Sasquatch and stuff like that. And I was like, what? I was like, I like have to meet this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, little did I know, I didn't know much about him because I was on the other side of the factory. Come to find out, we started talking music and we just clicked. We just clicked and we started working together in 2016 and then 2017, Smuts was Loud and Lima, not yep. 2018. Yep, I've seen you clips of that. You have a t-shirt that tells you this, if you still wear it, if it's still around. Yep. Um, it's white, I believe, because um, I was there when we bought the shirts together. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, um, yeah, we just started talking music, and it's amazing. Like, you... Music is amazing. You just click with people, like with you and me. Oh, We're yeah. sitting in here just talking, and just all of a sudden, boom, music we facts know. are coming out, and yep. it, it, it's freaking cool. That's what I love about doing this podcast. Yeah. You meet people you don't even know, and it's just like, where have you been? Yeah. Like, it, like we, we've known each other for a long time. Going on to another one of my favorites. This is track number five mm. off their first album. It's called Captain of My Soul. Good choice. I couldn't say no to this. This is my second favorite one. That's pretty good. Their second album is just as good as their first one, too. I really love it. Oh, yeah. It kind of got pushed aside because, once again, the grunge was rolling. Yep. These guys were so unique. I wish they would have been more popular. Yeah, they really did come out at the wrong time. Yes. They would have came out earlier in about 85, 84, 85. Maybe even in the late 70s, they would have done good, too. They would have. They actually would have been groundbreakers because, you know, Van Halen, really, in my eyes, is the one that gets credit with bringing Blam to oh, the yeah. forefront. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people credit Motley Crue with it, but really, to me, it was Van Halen because they, they brought in the soaring guitar. They brought in the front band. They brought in all the elements that make up hair metal 
you know, the showmanship, the high soaring vocals, the killer lead guitars. Um, and then from there, you know, you just boom and explosion. Was. I think Molly Cruz should be credited for bringing the sleazy rock stuff in too. In the yeah, 83, 82, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, Molly Crew that will even tell you they don't get enough credit of what they should. But um, yeah, and then their last one was called Into the Woods. I couldn't leave this one out. Oh, this is bringing me back. It's been a while since I heard some of these tunes. It's got that classic end of the track feel to it. I have completely forgot about this deep cut. Well, we wouldn't have it if it wasn't for our very own The Smuts. He found him one night. I know he was drinking, getting in his feelings. He's the rock music messiah. He is. He is. He is the monk, the prophet. Although once in a while the B1 finds some hidden stuff that he's never heard of. <laughs> you know what there, Zach Attack, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to this album, maybe even tonight. This got me all wound up, man. He's air drumming, folks. That yeah. lets me know I struck a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I got a band that was big for just a little <coughs> bit. Back in probably the early 90s, these guys came out with a big album, but I'm going to play a song off their first album. The band is Saigon Kick. Oh, I love these guys. The song is called <laughs> Colors. This was my favorite track off their first album. These guys were formed in 88. With Matt Kramer and lead guitarist Jason Beeler. They had a big lineup change through the middle of their career. I think it kind of hurt them, but they did come back. These guys were really unique as well. I mean, nobody really sounded like these guys. Yeah, I mean, I found them through this podcast, um, listening to them a year ago. Oh, really? So you just recently <laughs> discovered these guys? <laughs> I did. They got a lot of good albums, too. They do. It was amazing, because a friend of mine that's a bass player as well, shout out to Dave Muller, um, he knows Saigon Kid. Oh, wow. He knew him before I even said anything to him. And that's awesome. Um, what is their album? I believe it's The, uh, the Water. Yep, and I'm going to play a track on that, yeah, too. Yeah, that is his favorite. He says that is the best. I, I believe he says that's the best one. Now, I'm going to play one of their hit songs off of their second album, The Lizard. Most people will know this song because it was on all the time. This one right here, All I Want. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Love is on the Way. I'm not going to play that one because it's overplayed. Oh, yeah. You don't want to play the ones that have been overplayed. There was a video for this. It's kind of cool. This album was a huge hit. And it spawned the hit single, which I just said, Live is on the way. So 
These guys did kind of leave in 1999 and they they actually reorganized their whole band and they were called the Super Transatlantic which is actually a pretty cool album. I think I heard about that. Now I'm going to play a track off their third album Water. This song is called Torture. <laughs> kind of has little different sound than some of their songs. This one was a classic Saigon kick sound right here. Yeah. Because their original vocalist, Matt Kramer, left the band. So Jason Beeler took up vocals. Beeler? Yep. Beeler? Beeler. Beeler? Beeler. <laughs> Shout out to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ray. The band did get dropped from Atlantic Records in 94 because this album just didn't do that well, but I thought pretty dang good. Oh, it's a great album. They did sign with CMC International, and they released their fourth album, Devil in the Details, which kind of had a minor hit on that one. So... I'm hoping these guys do get back together at some point. I mean, thank God for, um, what is it, the, the band or the uh, label that Smuts loves, uh, Frontier. Frontier Records. Yeah, thank God for Frontier. Shout out to you guys for yeah. bringing all these guys, realizing that there's still a niche, that these guys are still killer. You know, thank you for giving them a voice, for giving them a chance. Yeah, that's and awesome. The, well, the music that they're still putting out is, is fantastic. Yes. And I feel like sometimes I'm living in the wrong country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm here in the U.S., but my heart's like overseas. Yeah. I know there's a lot of good music overseas. They appreciate good music. <clears throat> they really do. What you got next there, Zach Tech? I got a band that we were talking about earlier. Well, I'll start with their um, first track, probably their most um, well-known. It's called No More Broken Dreams. It's got a long intro. I'll play a little bit of it, and okay. I'll skip the forward. To the listeners out there, when you listen to this, please listen to the entire intro, because it goes together. It builds almost like the... Solo and and no more tears. You Ooh. can't cut out the solo. You have to listen to it in its entirety. There's an intro. Cute. There's an intro. There's a middle. There's a conclusion. They all go together. It's a full three course meal. You got to go through it all. <laughs> now, what is this album called, there, Zach Tech? I believe it's self titled. Oh. Yep, it's self-titled Beggars and Thieves, 1989. Their drummer also played for Warrant for a while, too. Hey, nice. Back in the 90s. Yeah, these guys, um, let's see. Like I said, they formed in uh, 1989. They're actually still going on today. They were with the label Atlantic and Epic. Um, then, of course, they went on to uh, Other Unknown, and now they're on Frontier. Oh, yeah. Woo! I've heard that album. Frontier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. Um, 
they had some light touring and then they broke up. Um, they had a lot of personnel changes. Um, they're still performing as of 2011, um, most notably at Vamped Las Vegas. And then um, singer Lou Merlino sings for the Vegas-based band Sin City Sinners. Um, when their usual singer Todd Kearns is touring with Slash. Okay. So again, these guys are rubbing elbows with some big, big names. Yeah. I mean, you know, these guys know some people. Yeah, they usually do. That they do. They travel in circles. Huge. Yeah, these guys more of the ones you're going to hear that are opening up for the bigger bands. Yeah. You know, I used to skip out on going to the opening acts, but you know now. I've changed. Yeah, you I've repented. need to check those opening acts out. Exactly, exactly. I want to play one more track from these guys. It's called Billy Knows Better. Well, actually, I'll play two more tracks. Okay. i got to play the track that I made me think of this month. Yeah, I have heard this one before. Yeah. I you appreciate those drums. Oh, yeah. Like I said before, folks, when you got into the CD era, you started to get a lot better producing, which brought in the bass and the drum. It was a lot more clear, no reverb, garbage. Yeah, and some of those CDs are worth a lot, a lot of money right now. That they are. I used to have a lot more than I used to. I wish I wouldn't have got rid of some of them. Believe it or not, I met a guy that used to work in Guitar Center. He sold his entire record collection in the early 2000s. Yeah. You want to talk about regrets? Yeah, I would too. He Especially lost thousands. On disc, they were worth some money. Original print vinyls are worth a lot of money. Yes, they are. So you guys get an idea of what they sound like. I want to go to the track that made me think of the smuts. And I'm sure he's listened to it and had many nights with this song. If it's a slow song, he probably has. You can hear it. It is a slow song, but it's still got some movements and rhythm to it. You can see it already. I see you singing, buddy. I see you singing. I love these blues-based songs. Very bluesy. You can't go wrong with them. I can see Smuts at 3 a.m. under the low bar light just singing his heart out to the song crying. Like crying in his beer. <laughs> <laughs> He's run out of beer by this time. <laughs> oh, we're in a little more technical difficulties. I think that'll do it. Okay. For now. Our mics are not being kind to us today. <laughs> Mine isn't. <laughs> There's even a divot in the table. That's how hard it's clamping. is really good it is these guys they really surprised me when i dug into this album yeah um the lead vocalist i was reading a forum on him and they say that he's really underrated 
I would believe that. I mean, that might be a show we have to do is underrated poker list. Yeah, I think we're going to do that. Woo! A little companion show to our underrated guitarist, so that will be coming up here in the future, folks. You know what we won't have? Underrated bassist and drummers. Well, if I have anything to say about it, we are. <laughs> so, yeah, we just may have that. With that being said, my next band, you guys are from Memphis, Tennessee. Ooh, shout out to Lamont and George, guys I work with. They're from Memphis. This is Tora Tora. Ooh! This song actually got some radio airplay back in the day. This is off their first album, Surprise Attack. Nice. I was actually introduced by um, I was actually introduced to Tora Tora by a friend of mine that I work with. He worked he lives over in Youngstown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Andy Andy Proya. I introduced him to the podcast and he loved it. Oh yeah. Listen, so Andy, shout out to you, brother. We're thinking about you, man. So thank you for introducing me. I still remember that morning. Amen. This is classic early night. Yeah. Show. Great. A little bluesy feel to them. Oh, yeah. The original name of this band that they wanted to go with was Free Beer, so I think it was a little bit better. They went with Tora Tora. Well, you can't go wrong with Free Beer. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely catch some people's attention. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's actually how Poison kind of got started. Oh, yeah. You know all about that. Yep. This album came out in 1989 and it didn't get too high up on the charts, but hey, it's still cool. They had a music video for this song. I mean, they were making some waves. They were making the little waves. <laughs> the kiddie pool. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys also came out with another album that was really good too. It was called Wild America. This song was on the radio for just a hot second. This is Amnesia. Ooh. Thick and chunky. Yeah, I like this. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't sell very well, but... I love it. Man. If you came out with an album in 1992, it wasn't going to go too well for you, unfortunately. Unless it was alternative. Now, a little B1 fun fact. They had a third album called Revolution Day... It was never released, which really sucks. These guys got back together in 08, did some performances, and then they decided to play in Rocklahoma in 08, and they signed a new deal, and they released three more albums. And as of now, they are on our favorite record label, Frontier Records. Yeah, we love Frontier. Which the album is called Bastards of Beal. It was released in 2019. I'm telling you, I mean. So, yeah, check out our Frontier episode. I do talk yes. about these guys a little bit. Yes. It's definitely a great episode. Yeah. About a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. See, I really like this song. Oh, that's That's awesome. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
If you're looking for an honest, dependable auto repair facility, then look no further than Shady Smuts Garage. Whether your vehicle needs brakes, engine work, or just routine maintenance, the nephew of the Smuts can do it all. Located at 8049 Whites Road, Salina, Ohio, contact Daniel at 260-849-0915 to schedule quality work today. 260-849-0915. Okay, we're back with our fifth and final band. So what do you have, Young Gun? All right. I have a little band that we like to call Hurricane Alice. This is Wild, Young, and Crazy. These guys just were never very popular. I don't know why. I don't either. There were so many bands that came out in the 90s. I mean, they were just a plethora of metal bands, hair bands. And there were so many good ones. There was very few bad ones. It just there was so much that escaped our grasp back then. Yeah, these guys formed in, I believe, the mid-80s. And they didn't get a big record deal until the late 80s. This album was, I think, was 89. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. These guys, uh, they're, they're still touring today. I was just on their website. They have their own website. That's it amazing. looks like an official website. Like it doesn't look like you're on some, you know, B-side website. These guys look like the real deal. That's pretty cool. They originally formed in Minnesota as a three-piece consisting of Lenny, Dimon Kari, guitar and vocals, Scott Werner, bass, and Rusty Miller on drums. They worked eight months together before beginning their search for a full-time vocalist. Then, of course, they found, like we mentioned before, David Reese. This guy, you gotta check out David Reese. Former Accept frontman, and I love Accept. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that he played with those guys for a while after Udo Schneider left. Yeah, I love Udo. He's got some good stuff, some really good solo stuff, too. Speaking of Udo, I thought he should have filled in for uh, Brian Johnson whenever he went. He would have been a better pick than Axel. Sorry, Axel, I love you, man. <laughs> but I think Udo would have been better. I think he would have tried to prove more of a point. He's Next. probably pushing about 70 right now, but I bet he can still hit those high notes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you watch him in his early videos. He's amazing. Um, next one I got off these guys is Bad to Love. Kind of got a sleazy rock kind of feel to him. Sleazy ain't easy. <laughs> and sometimes cheesy. I love the bass line. Yeah. I love a good driving bass line. When the bass and drums are together, you can do anything. Yes, you can. Just makes that song pop. Exactly. That's why the sound guy starts with drums and then he goes to bass. Because yep. he knows you ain't got a house without the foundation. You gotta have that rhythm section, the backbone of any band. Drummers are most important. Yep. That is so sure. That's not a penny, that's facts, folks. It show is. You need to get there early to the show to see what we're talking about. Yeah. 
Yes, you need to, because you're going to be surprised. <laughs> Speaking of being early, next track is Too Late. Again, Smuts, we're thinking of you, buddy. We're going to dial it back. I'm going to give you a ballad. I don't know if he actually goes back and listens to any of the episodes. <laughs> Maybe he'll he listen to this does. one. He probably will. We'll have to tell him to listen to this one. I think he will. He's going to be listening to it and enjoying and criticizing at the same time. Probably right. Which I would accept both of that, you know. And these guys almost sound like they could have came out in like 85 or 86 because they just have that sound. They do. This song kind of reminds me of Dockin' a little bit yeah. to where you've got kind of the, right. the vocals, you got a great guitar, you've got kind of that pad in the background. Yeah. It gives it that bigger feel. So it does have a Dockin' sound to it a little it bit. Yeah. And if you guys want to check out another band that kind of has a dock and feel, check out Keel. Yes. Was it Ron Keel? Yeah. Yes. Love Keel. I do too. Now for my last band here, I'm going with one of my favorites. This band... I've been a fan of for a long time and I'm glad I can play it. He's been waiting for this one. Yes. I'm going to start with her big hit song. The song is Stranger. The oh, band yeah. is Holy Soldier. Soldier. These of, guys are amazing. Yes, one of the best Christian glam rock bands ever. Yes. Formed in 85 by bassist Andy Robbins and Jamie Kramer. They had a big, yeah. strong following on the L.A. club circuit. And they got signed to AM Records in 89. I really like this era because it didn't matter if you were Christian. It didn't matter if you were secular. If you made good music, people yeah. listened to it. Amen. Yeah. I mean, Lars Ulrich. One of his favorite music videos of all time is Weapons of Our Warfare, Deliverance. I just seen those guys the other month. I know, I was jealous. Oh, yeah. A little B1 fun fact. For a time, these guys held one of the largest attendance records at Gazzari's, which was a big nightclub on the Hollywood circuit. Really? That's impressive. Yep. For a Christian band. Yeah. Really impressive. Album was produced by David Zafiro, which he was a yeah. really big producer for the Christian rock and hard yep. rock scene. Yep, I've heard David Zafiro. And you can tell this album is just polished. It's I mean, great. it is slick. Yeah, it's got all the right guitar licks where they should be. It, it's not too overpowering, but it, right. it's hard to do. You can you can overdo it, but these guys they got the right amount of spice. Here's another one of my favorites: "Tear Down the Walls." Not to be confused with poison. No. They brought Stephen Patrick in, and he just nailed it on the vocals. This guy is just amazing. He's got his own solo albums. I mean, this guy is great. 
He was replaced by Eric Wayne for a while. And then Steven came back. Then he quit for good. And then Eric Wayne came back. And their third album was more of a grunge-based album. It just, it just doesn't do too much for me. Yeah. I would love for these guys to reunite and play at the Immortal Fest. I think that would just draw a lot of people into that. <sighs> this is good. I'm also going to play one song off their second album, but it was called The Last Train. Oh. This song is called Crazy. This album had more of a really moody feel to it. I really liked it. It wasn't as good as their first one, but it was still smoking. These guys did earn two Dove Awards in 1991 for Hard Rock Song and Album of the Year. Boom. Yeah, I'm familiar with the Dove Awards. This album came out 1990. One. That was a tough time. Yeah. It was a transition because in April of '91 is when Nevermind dropped. Right. And that's when everybody was digging into their dad's closets and you know pulling their mom's <laughs> bleach and putting it in their hair. And, yeah. And you know getting in the. Um, yeah. They were getting in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> hey, these guys did reform in '05, and. They put out a live album that was really cool. Yes. Drummer Terry Russell, he's in a new band called Reign of Glory, which is oh. a really cool band, too. He has checked those guys out. I think I've heard of them. I think you played them on here before. Yeah, these guys are good. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's interested in good music, check out the Christian scene. You've yes. So many good artists. You've got Ken Tamplin, White Cross. Deliverance. Deliverance is amazing. Their first three albums are insane. Yeah, Mortification, Tourniquet, and my all-time yeah. favorite, Savior Machine. Savior Machine's Look awesome. Uh, One Bad Pig. Yeah, I've seen those guys live, yeah, too. Yeah, they were super cool. Yeah. Um, Baron Cross is one of my favorites. Um, they kind of remind me of Wasp. I've seen those guys in concert bit. as well last year at the yeah. Immortal Fest. There really is a lot of good stuff. They have a really intense message. It's like, yeah. you know, raise your game or step back. Yeah. It, it, well it, said. It inspires me. It's yeah. like, you know, I need to step up my game yeah. in life altogether. Amen. I love listening to that stuff. Everybody go check out our Christian white metal episodes, part one and two. We need to do part three. We're going to in the future. We have to. There's so many good ones out there. Check out Spare Time Lanes in Burn, Indiana for all your bowling needs. Lance and his crew serve up a meat lunch, dinner, and Friday breakfast with 16 beers, including craft beers, on tap. Brand new cooler and TVs for your sporting entertainment. So come on into Spare Time Lanes Monday through Saturday for some bowling action, great food, great beer, and all-around fun. And maybe drink a bush latte with the smuts. Young Gun, do you have any honorable mentions? 
I do have an honorable mention. We'll go with my first one. We'll go with Heaven's Edge. Yep. We'll go with the song Find Another Way. Do you know that these guys just got back together and they made a new song, the original band, just a few months All ago? original members? Yes. Wow. I got to check that out. Oh, wait. I think it's right here. It's called uh, Get It Right. Yeah. May 12th. Yep. They only had one album out. So maybe we'll hear another one from these guys. They must be getting that itch as well. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope the tide's turning again. I do too. Who do these guys sound like, B1? It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, they do kind of sound like they somebody like else. White Snake? Yeah, no, wouldn't be White Snake. It's it's. I'm gonna think about this. I know they sound familiar. I kind of hear an old Kingdom Come vibe from these guys. Yeah. Maybe their first two albums. Yeah. I would have put Kingdom Come on this list, but they actually came out in the mid-80s, not the early 90s. Yeah, these guys are underrated. They found their way to the B-Bend too quick, and it's a shame because they really have some good stuff. Um, another good one is uh, Skin to Skin. I love riffs. Megadeth yeah. is my all-time favorite band just because of the riffs. I mean, yeah, you listen to that. Yeah. Can't deny that riff. It just makes yeah. a song. It does. Guitar and bass player through and through right here. <laughs> I love Bad Habits too on Friday night. <laughs> I gotta behave during the week. <laughs> Three dead soldiers. Working on number four. <laughs> we catching up, Smuts. Catching up with the Schmutz here pretty oh, soon. No, no, Smuts would already have four down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, I got a band that's really good, and these guys are actually still around. The band is called Lillian X. Oh, yeah. This is one of my favorite. This is off of Psycho Schizophrenia. Don't have really any original members, but the guitarist. These guys are from New oh, Orleans. Like and I mean, these guys got a lot of albums out. In fact, they just put a new one out last year. Yeah, that's a really cool riff, the way they did it. I would have loved to see these guys in yeah. concert. And they are actually originally formed in 1983, which is kind of cool. Been around for a while. Yeah, that's really good. Kind of has that epic sound. 
Yeah, this song really stood out for me. The vocalist kind of sounds like Sabotage a little bit. A little bit. I wish he was still with him. Oh, I know. I wish Chris Olivar was still alive. Yeah, I know. Can we trade like 10 pop artists for just one? <laughs> if we do that, we'll start getting going and we will get like maybe 10 artists that were dead and like the, all of the new artists. Oh, I'm sorry. But I do have to admit, Taylor Swift, I'm a fan of what you're doing as far as reaching out to the fans and everything else, but not your music. No. Ugh. Yeah, you can't say that enough. All right, for your last honorable mention there, Zach Attack, what do you have? It's amazing how everything flows together because you were just talking about Louisiana, and you can't get more Louisiana by you than you can with Baton Rouge. Ooh, and their first album was actually really good. Yeah, their first album is Shake Your Soul, and the track I'm going to play is not Dude Looks Like a Lady, but She Walks Like a Woman. Bluesy right off the bat. I'm out on the bayou on a pontoon boat fishing. I can smell there you go. the bayou. I can smell it. With Cajun for dinner. <laughs> and this guy has also played with Christian rock bands too. Yeah, it's pretty like cool. I, said, I don't think that there should be any. I think that they should be playing together. Wow. I, I think that you know you gotta have the Christian with the secular. Yeah. You know, there should be no dividing line at all. If you make good music, it needs to be heard. Now their second album was not very good, so do not listen to that. No. Sometimes you make the change and it's not good. And this guy also sang with a Trans-Siberian Orchestra for a while. Ooh, I love yeah. this guys. Alright, we'll go with an instrumental from these guys called The Midge. That is really good there. I kind of wish I still had this album because I'm really starting to dig this stuff more <laughs> today. He's going to be listening to this on the way home yeah. again. But thank God for streaming services. Thanks, Apple Music. Yeah. Spotify, um, Amazon, all those guys. I mean, I'm really happy that they found a way through the Napster um, debacle of the early 2000s. Yes, I'm yes. glad they found a way. Gotta love a good Spanish guitar. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really hard to play the flamingo style on the guitar. It's it's little harmonics. All right, enough for me. Okay. Let's get back to the host B1. What's your final one? What My have you been saving? Last one. I have talked about these guys a little bit in the past. I'm gonna play the band Tough. Oh, T U F F. Yes. And I'm playing my favorite song off of this album, which is What Comes Around Goes Around. 
And if you guys listen to this podcast, you know I play this song a little bit here and a little bit there. Andy, I know you know this one. This song is so freaking amazing. Yeah, these guys are good. Yes. This is a good one. Guys are kind of still around a little bit. They tore a little bit here and there. They did re-release this album in 2012 and redid it with some new tracks, but it's not as good as this. This is right up there with those glam bands in the early 90s. I mean, this song should have been all over the airwaves. Yeah. And it sucks that it didn't. Yeah. I'm falling down. Smells like I hear you singing. (laughs) And I really think these guys should have opened up for Poison. I think that would have been sweet. Yeah. Yeah, It would have been a really good compliment. Yes. Or even White Lion. Yeah. Yeah. I love White Lion. I do too. Oh, yeah. That bass. Oh, yeah. I've got already mentioned the bass. Wow. It's, it's a very polished, very smooth track. Yeah. It's very good. I'm just going to end it on this because I don't think these guys can get any better than this song. I mean, this is just incredible. Yep, right out into the sunset. Yes, we are. Yep, yep. If it's not broke, don't fix it. (laughs) All right, well, everybody, thanks for checking this out. And there are so many more other bands to check out at the end of the hair metal era. Just go check it out. Yeah. Go explore on YouTube. Go down those rabbit holes, and you'll I mean, see many, couple, many more. I can throw out a couple of names right now. I could um, too. There's so many. I mean, you know, you got ones that didn't make it in on mine. Uh, I really do like these guys. Asphalt Ballet. Yeah, I've heard of them. McQueen um, Street. Yeah. Dangerous Toys. We've got Trickster. Shotgun Messiah. So more mainstream would be Slaughter. They came out yeah. at that time. You got Slaughter. You've got a Firehouse. And one of my personal favorites, Badlands. Love Badlands. Oh, I love Badlands. Yes. They are amazing. Um, you've also got Bad Moon Rising. If you can find that audio, please let me yes. know. You've also got uh, Black Eyed Susan. Yeah. Cats and Boots. Yeah. You've got Cry Wolf. You've got Every Mother's Nightmare. The Macaulay Shankner Group. You've got uh, Freak of Nature. Freight Train Jane. Funny Money. Uh, that actually comes from uh, Kicks. Kicks actually um, the vocalist from there. Then um, of course, shout out to Big Richard, Gypsy Rose. There's just so many. Oh, there, there's. We so could many. just keep going on love, and on. Got love, hate, Roxy Blue, Love on Ice, um, Love on Ice, Steelheart. We forgot Steelheart. Yep. Maybe we might have to do a part two on this episode as well. So there are so many bands to be continued. Well, you gotta have a part two. Yeah. you gotta have Smuts on here. I yeah. know he's got some deep. Oh notes. yeah, so we're gonna have to table this. I'd like to thank the young gun Zach Attack for being on his oh. first podcast. <laughs> It is an honor. Thank and you. everybody, check him out next month because he is going to take on the Big Rich in our B-list battle royale. So oh, I don't have any vacation left at work. How am I supposed to prepare for this? He's going to have to do some heavy research. Check literally that out. And we're going to have a very special guest judge for that, too. Uh-oh. So everybody, check us out on Spotify, Podbean, and all that fun stuff and what Nikki Lane says. 
If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Headbangers Vault, bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your hosts, B1 Bomb and the Smuts. Check us out on your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or advertising with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old. Good thing you can edit. Yeah. <laughs> I sure am glad. Trust me. Yeah.